Welcome back to another very special episode of the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my delightfully scrumptious clown and co-host, Alex Dandino. <laughs> That's right, guys. Uh, before today's show, a Nailed little accent. Business just crush. There's going to be a lot of accent crushing on this show. <laughs> you guys know that for sure. Put that in the bank. The post-apocalyptic bean bank. Put it there. All right, here we go. He's as he guys, it's official. The Film Alchemist are on Patreon. That's right. Patreon.com slash Film Alchemist Pod. It's the best way to help the show. It's the best way to make the show exactly what you want for as little as a dollar a month, people. You can join our community over there. We have a lot of fun over there. That gets you in the door. And as you go up the official Highlander tier ranking systems, you get to actually select the movies you would like us to discuss on a patron-exclusive library. You also get a vote on uh, our fourth movie every month. You also get to help us stock stuff stockings, stuffing stuff. That's what I mean. I'm so hungry. I'm so starved in this post-apocalyptic wasteland, eating these skinny clowns. I can't talk right. Guys, what we're trying to say is that there's a lot of good stuff over there. It means the world to us that you guys to support us, even at a dollar a month, guys. Every single dollar helps, and we appreciate it greatly. So, for those of you who are already helping, thank you. For those of you who are about to. Thank you as well. The YouTube, in case you want to uh, get a little taste for free, <laughs> you can go check out our visual stimulating podcast uh, over on YouTube. The channel's Film Alchemist. Make sure to subscribe to that. The email is filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. We're on all the socials you're on, and we, uh, we also love to hear from you guys so reach out anytime we appreciate if you would also leave us a five-star rating interview wherever you find the show all right enough of that sloppy intro the world has ended my diet has changed and this movie was bonkers a lot of films try very hard to capture an aesthetic and an energy of the strange and the weird and it doesn't quite work, right? You feel like they're trying hard. This one, this movie is effortlessly quirky and strange. And I love it, man. I've loved this movie for a long time. So today, the pod is serving man month. We are serving you, Delicatessen. I love this fucking movie. I always have loved this movie. I love the style, the energy, the power. I don't know how I describe this movie to people when I see it, it's a, it's essentially just a series of vignettes with the through line is the apocalypse and cannibalism, but those aren't really what you need to focus on. It's just this wonderful array of, you know, dazzling colors and style and montage. And it's, it's just a lot. It's an assault on the senses, but not in the kind of way that distracts me from enjoying it like a lot of its uh, lesser compatriots try. Alex, opening thoughts on Delicatessen. Yeah, I would pretty much describe everything you just said the same way. I, look, it's <laughs> actually I'd add one caveat. Um, yeah, it's French. Like, have you ever seen French movies? It's a French movie. Like, um, it's Jean-Pierre Jeannot and then Mark Caro that co-directed this, but. Um, you know, if you like Amelie 
and Micmacs, um, Alien Resurrection. This is your vibe. Yeah. City I, of Lost Children, another City movie Lost I can't Children, wait to one, do like, on the show. This is, you know, I mean, this is, I think this is 1991. This might have been one of his first movies. Um, it's, uh, it's really, it's just like this really strange kind of, yeah, tone poemy. Like it's all about the vibe and all about the look. Like it's very much, um, very much obsessed with the Dutch angle close up. That is a very popular shot in this film. Yes, and there there is a <laughs> lot of disorienting stuff. It's funny because everyone talks about when you know Shaun of the Dead came out and how Edgar Wright making and even Spaced right when Edgar Wright started doing his like pouring a beer like three or four fast shots right? mm-hmm. and how oh my god and then you started seeing that in a lot of movies this movie does a lot of that kind of stuff way before right yeah there is a lot of focusing on minutiae as a, a, an engine to walk us through this world right so as they are constantly building so the film takes place in this derelict apartment building over a delicatessen right mm-hmm and it it's a world that we know has come to an ill fate. We don't ever fully know why, right? There's almost a moment where you think it might be aliens, but we don't. We know just all know the that way. they trade in grain now. Yes, and we know from the amazing opening scene, right? We just see the butcher and the close. I mean, this movie. If you love looking at eyeballs from an extremely close vantage. <laughs> This movie is porn to you. The eyeball acting in this movie is phenomenal. I mean, again, it's French. I would actually say the other thing about this movie that is really, um, and it goes to your point about the quick cuts, because like this is 91, and this is probably around the same time. This is 91. It does the quick cuts, and then like it does become like a really popular thing. Like Probably for American films, Aronofsky is best known for cutting like that. Um, with like Pi and Requiem, this movie has exquisite sound design. Like oh, it's man. absolutely, it's positively musical the way it's the way it's designed, and it's done very intentionally that way. And again, I think that's what makes this movie so, if you'll forgive the pun, digestible. Is um, <laughs> sorry, like that, like that is that because there is like this element of whimsy to the mute to the like sound design, it makes yeah. the it's not just the absurdity. it's hard to focus. I'm just waiting on this the boatload of cash that's coming our way from such amazing <laughs> <laughs> wordplay. What do you want me to do, Oscar Wilde like wordplay on the film Alchemist? Um, I think. I think we've already done it, dude. Pack it up. We're rich. <laughs> Guess that's the end of the pod. Whoa. Nice job, Griff. We did a good job. Um, we did it. I'll never talk to you again. Bye. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, to your point, though, what I like is that this film is so surreal. Right? Yes. The whimsy. But the whimsy, yeah. It's, it's, it's letting you know you're in for a fun ride. But it never feels wasted, right? There's a superfluousness no. to some art house kind of movies like this. Where it's like, why are you showing me that just to try to be weird? Like, what the fuck are you doing? But even this, every time they go in, it's this just dynamic mix of image and movement and sound. That Even if it's just something, right? Like, kind of the ideal version of this moment is when we have the roof painting, the violin playing, and the fucking, right? Absolutely. And it's this wonderful tying together. The movie plays a lot with, like, how all these people's lives are tied together. We'll get to that in a minute. 
But it's this wonderful movement or moment of all of these things that are disparate and seemingly unconnected, but are happening in the same space, mm -hmm. syncing up. Right? They end totally. in this orgasmic, like, oh, face, thing explodes, falls off the ladder, you know, tire pop. I mean, it's just this wonderful. Because in the movie, you're like, is this telling me anything? Do I need to know yeah. this? Right? I know these people are tied together geographically. I know the fate of their survival is tied together. Why stop the movie dead in its tracks to do that? Right. And you're like, because other people don't. And it's fucking fun. I mean, that's cool. exactly like to me, it almost has this like noises off quality to it. The way it's um, choreographed because yeah. that, that scene you're talking about is like, to me, that is like the pinnacle of this movie. And it happens pretty early on. And I know that's not the way normally like this is kind of thing supposed to work. But it is so like it's so engaging and there's so much about it that's so fun. You yeah. forget that actually this is a movie where people are eating people. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of the gist of the movie is that you constantly are being engaged by what's happening. Yeah. And you forget because it opens again. The opening is wonderful, right? Dark and stormy night. Yeah. That the thick atmosphere in this world long gone, you know, the butcher sharpening his knives, the guy's covering himself. And you're like, why is he, is that armor? Is that he sighs? And next thing you know, he thinks he's going out for the trash, right? Mm -hmm. But he makes a sound. And then when he lifts the lid open, ha ha ha, the butcher yeah. delicatessen. You're like, what a fucking open. I am awesome. in. Cause this is the style that's going to pervade the movie, but it's done in an actual kind of focused, scary scene. Right. And then they just fucking play with it. They just fucking go nuts. And they fill this delicatessen with just all of these strange characters, right? So there's the unexplained man who lives in the amphibious apartment. Mm -hmm. The lady who's hearing voices um, and doing these elaborate death traps for herself. Um, kind of the Jimmy Stewart <laughs> and It's a Wonderful Life. Life won't let her out, right? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, we've got these two guys that are making the weirdest goat sound toys. And then I never can tell who's her husband and who's those two guys. Then we have the, the so family with the kids. Because I couldn't either. And it's, it's just like, this is an array of baffling characters. Like, you know what this building needs? A clown. <laughs> a clown who is living with the empty clothes of his regrettably feasted upon <laughs> chimpanzee cohort. And you're like, good lord like wes anderson eat your heart out this is quirk and body you know what i mean <laughs> wes anderson you trying to yeah no i agree i mean it's <laughs> it is just like this matter it's funny too because like you think about it man it's funny you bring up wes anderson because i was thinking about like like another poster for this movie would be literally like the cross section of the building and you just yeah. see like it's exactly the way i thought about it too because like the poster is so like ominous for this movie because if you look it up online, it's literally just like a pig hanging over, like the um, uh, the sign that hangs outside the um, the del the delicatessen itself. And but it's just uh, yeah, it's like it a looks like the same poster art for like Motel Hell. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> Dude, you're not wrong. Like I mean, it could be the poster for Motel Hell. Absolutely. So I mean, like, yeah, you could literally replace anything on other than, you could say anything other than delicatessen. You'd think oh, that's pretty creepy. It's weird because the vibe the poster gives off versus the vibe of the movie are so different. They're so the differential between them is so strange because to me, like, yeah, there's like 
kind of weird, scary elements, but I gotta be honest, like I was texting you while I was watching it. I was just like, I don't even know what to say. Like, look, like, I think Jean-Pierre Jeannot is an amazing director and like Amelie is wonderful and I've never hated his movies or anything. It's just such a weird movie to talk about because like it is for better or worse. Like it is very vignette. It is very much like no yeah. one is necessarily meshed together into their like whole union of storytelling. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's one of those movies that just says, you know, this is just a simple story, right? Mm-hmm. They are going to eat this guy or they're not. Yeah. That's about it. The stakes are pretty low for everyone involved, right? That's it. Um, you know, if they don't get him, they'll get another one. The world's already over. Who cares? And it, it does play in this. It's the same. I just saw the trailer when I went and saw Lamb mm-hmm. uh, for the French Dispatch. And you're like, Wes Anderson's just gone, right? He's become the snake eating himself. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm going to make the most amped up Wes Anderson you know, style smorgasbord, right? With these wonderful characters and actors, story be damned, right? That's right. the path he's been on. And that's, you know, if you are able to make the art you exactly want to, fuck yeah, dude. We have enough movies that follow Saves the Cat and are safe, right? So I'm all down for that. And this is just a movie that says we're going to fill you with what, what I like about this too, right? Is pulling it away from Wes Anderson. It has a very Shape of Water vibe to me, which is... And not just because the bathroom scene that is directly shape of water, the underwater fucking scene, right? With the door orgasm. The door orgasm? Yeah, the door. Oh, well done. God, money, baby. Right, I guess pot over there. There you go. Another right. one. Talk to you later. Another Bye. one. <laughs> yeah. And another one. We're just going to keep doing them. Uh, I'll just keep lining you up. You just keep making the checks, baby. That's it. But that's what. <laughs> but that's, I mean, it has this. There's a monstrous man, right? The Butcher is a wonderful, monstrous man in this movie. His face and his actions, he's wonderfully sweaty and diabolical in this. There is the the core of sweetness, right? The kind of romantic story, right? The meat cute, right? With the smoky bubble, right? He's just kind of like doing a janitorial job, cleaning up his place. And he just stops, right? Because in this post-apocalypse, he sees two kids. And in his soul, he's a man who wants to bring joy to the world, right? He does the smoke and the bubbles, and she sees it and is taken aback, right? It's a meat cute with a smoky bubble. Very French, right? A cigarette-filled child's illusion. Very French. And I just thought that was fucking wonderful, man. And watching them play music together and her trying to practice walking around her apartment without her glasses... I thought it was wonderful. It was like this wonderful romantic comedy. And like you said, they just keep being like, oh, they're about to eat this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like- and that's why I, I love spending time in this, this just world. Whatever the fuck this world is, right? It's as alien as alien could be to me. Yeah. It's the I simplest loved stuff. It. It's the simplest stuff that actually I, you pulled. Like when they're playing, um, when the, when, um, when Julie's playing the, Cello. Not, she's playing a cello. Yeah, cello. And uh, he's playing the saw. Like, the musical saw, right. I mean, again, just effortlessly it's insane. Just, <laughs> it, like, it's one of those things, like, I loved the moment, and then it ended, and I was like, I don't think that had anything to do with the plot of this movie. Like, I'm just watching something happening. It's cute. It's fun. You're That's watching it. them find something worth living for. We're right. watching them fall in love. And again, it's it's constantly trying to not be an apocalypse cannibal movie. Yeah. 
right? If I told you, hey, I have this apocalypse cannibal movie that I love. Would you like to come watch it? Yeah. You're already puckered up because you're like, oh, God. Like, I'm going to sit a little lighter tonight because I know it's going to be scary. And then you're like, oh, we're just going to watch two people form, like, the weirdest folk rock band. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, that's the movie. That's the That's movie. what's happening. That's what and it that's, is. And it's constantly – I feel like it's one of these, like, great foisting jobs, right? Yeah. Where it's, we want your money, so we're going to give you the things that we know you can sell, right? You can make the ominous poster and whatever. But really, we're just making this movie about yeah. – and it it's a it's a hard thing, man. And even as I get older, I find myself not always as open as I need to be with some movies, right? It's a hard task and a hard road to hoe when you're just like, hey, will you just spend time in this strange place with these strange humans? And we're just going to kind of like rudderlessly spin around for most of the film. Yeah. A lot of us don't do that. We're like, I need to know the story and why I'm here in this. I mean, you and I are like that. Like, how often have we gone into movies and been like, give me the facts. I agree. Let's do it's this. It's my biggest flaw as a cinephile is that sometimes at this age with as much shit as I have on my plate and being a parent, I will turn on some movies and can pretty fast be like, I don't have time for whatever nonsense you're trying to do. <laughs> I'm glad you're right out of film school. And you have all this energy and you're going to reinvent cinema. Not with me. And it's right. something I wish I could change is to just be able to sit with any film like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that I found Delicatessen. And I would say that this movie, even at this age, would have hit for me. I found this young enough that I was just so in ra- or just like totally entranced with the magic of the yeah. film that they were going within 10 minutes i was like you can do anything you want for the entire rest of this movie well like the foisting thing you said is the thing that i find most intriguing because that was like my prevailing note through the entire movie is this like story whatever it is and look it's not because it's in french and i like just don't know i don't like reading subtitles i think we've proven on this show more often than not a we love reading closed captioning and like Subtitles is not a problem for us. I haven't watched a movie without some kind of subtitle in probably like 10 years outside of a movie theater. Same, same. <laughs> but I love... Once they made sound bars that cannot play a movie properly where it's explosions blow my roof off yeah. and every voice I can't hear. I've had closed captions on forever. Dude, just say Christopher <laughs> Nolan movies. I don't understand why you're being quiet about it. No. Um, I mean, every movie. But this is like the thing movie. that I loved the most about Delicatessen is that in terms of like what you were saying with foisting, it like does such a good job of like not beating you over the head by fucking with you the entire movie. And that is like, that's the true charm of, I think what Jeannot does in general with all his movies is it's not just charming and cute and fun and that kind of shit. He like just fucks with you the whole time. Like, He plays with different genres and there's a ton of different stuff going. There's slapstick in this one. There's a little bit of horror. There's some drama. There's some meat cutes. Like there's all kinds of stuff in this movie. So that it's literally. (laughs) And another one. Meat cutes. I wasn't even trying that Another one. You're so good. (laughs) Hand us our fucking bags of beans. It's over. (laughs) Yeah. But no, that's. I mean, to your point though, right? It's just this movie that's effortlessly yes spins in the water because we'll do the you know oh i'm gonna you know be painting with my overalls we're gonna you know be pound town in it right Mm -hmm. and you're like all right that's pretty funny 
right after that, there's a scene where the butcher is, hey, man, you're not making rent. You're going to have to uh, bring grandma down here Grandma's to the old shop shop. Yeah. Uh, we got to get her before she's too old to be worth eating. And you're like, wait, wait, what? You're like, we were just doing cute shit. Oh, my God. And you forget. And then all of a sudden we're watching, you know, Grammy's yarn get kicked down the stairs. Yep. And I was like, you fucking rat bastard. <laughs> I was like, you kicked your fucking yarn, you sack of shit. She just fought. Grandmas follow yarn like moth, apparently. It's... And so she just travels down. And it's just this strange because he's like, yeah, scream. So you'll bring the guy down. Because I yeah. thought he was going to kill her. She screams because of a spider. The other guy comes down and just gets his fucking leg chopped off. And then they're all kind of like ashamedly taking the small bags of grandma meat. And for those few moments, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> and it's what you you absolutely it's it's stunning that they, they just cram in these because it's this absolute moment of horror that this man this underprivileged man right is like oh the rich people upstairs are cool that make the fucking you know dying duck whistles or whatever right they're cool i gotta pay grandma <laughs> right and it's like this it's this wonderful philosophical moment of the rules of the tenant are falling apart, right? Oh, we have a noble code. We eat humans, but not our own humans <laughs> until now. And you're like, wait, are they getting deep on me? Are they getting deep on me all of a sudden? It's, and I think this is the craziest thing about the whole movie, about that particular section, not the whole movie, that particular section though, is it's cut and shot like fucking slapstick comedy. Like, yeah. I, you should not be laughing at the way this is all, but yeah, like them, like all ashamed taking bags of grandma meat is he hands a bag of grandma meat to the guy who went downstairs and got his leg chopped off. And it's, and you're just the like, old man with the, the kind of comb over who was in love with the, uh, lady who hears the voice. Yeah. He got his leg chopped off and he's just handed you again. Like, it's this like theater of the absurd that keeps the movie going actually like normally like, and we've watched movies like this where something just like randomly happens. You're like, what's going on? Like, have we just lost sight of like what the actual plot of this movie is going to be? Have we lost sight of like what we're trying to accomplish within the frame of the story? What's interesting about delicatessen is it does this a lot and absolutely at no point do I feel like it's just derailing the whole movie for all of us. Well, no, cause these touchstones of, actual horrifying realities of this world right yes uh it does keep us in the stakes of this guy's gonna be dinner and yeah. it's the weird movie that while at its core is essentially a, a love story <laughs> uh you don't believe all the way that this guy's safe right you would imagine watching this movie that you're like oh they're not gonna kill the clown. Most of the movie, even when I rewatch it, you're like, yeah, they just have a guy whose apartment's full of like a thousand snail shells. And frogs, like this yeah. is a world. Yeah, this is a world where like whatever could happen. This this clown could get it. And so there is this kind of wonderful dabbling at those edges. Right. And I think to your point, though, that mixed with the absolute charm at the core of this film with these two characters that we love. Right. I think it's. This really strong. It reminded me of, you know, having cement shoes in a river is bad. Having right. cement shoes on the moon is good. 
Does that make any sense? Cause I was like, it makes about as much sense as delicatessen. Yes. I'll, I'll settle for that. Right. I'll settle for that. But it's, <laughs> it's one of those where some movies are so absurd, right? These theater of the mind movies, right? They never can get me to care about, like once I know your movies that absurd, it's really fucking hard to get me to opt into the characters. Right. Where I'm like, if you're not even bought into the reality of the movie, why would I? Right. This one I absolutely am at all times, right? So the the darkness and the romantic core of the film keep me very anchored in a movie that is constantly unmoored, right? And then yeah. at the end they just start throwing in troglodytes and sewer people and it's fucking crazy. But then you cut back to, wait, so this guy wanted to steal this dude's wife and his roommate, brother, son whoever upstairs right the duck whistle guys yeah is just his hobby is when he takes a shit he tries to get this woman to kill herself it, and you're like what like i had no idea who anyone was or why but i was fascinated i think i was fascinated they're, they're, i think that's what this movie i think that's what this movie does and, and honestly that's it keeps you watching there's absolutely nothing because any other like yeah. In the worst case, in another world, in the worst case scenario, imagine this is like, if this was made by an American and released by <laughs> American film companies, all of us would be yeah. like, what the fuck is this movie and why the fuck am I watching it? This makes yeah. no fucking sense. But, Well, in an American test audience, you can already read it, right? Oh, yeah. That like, lady who's going to kill herself has to be eaten. The man who has it, all the frogs, is like he has straight, to have like a torture murder chamber. This right? is a straight <laughs> horror movie. This is a straight horror yeah. movie if it's made for American audiences. But like yeah. because... the movie that we would have demanded, the Hills Have Eyes family would have been like, Good lord, these <laughs> people are insane. <laughs> like that's the movie we normally want. Right. And I think what's different and what because it's so different and weird and there's so much like again, charm and stuff that you would never find in a movie like this that like has any business being in a movie like this. Because of that that's why we keep watching it. It has absolutely nothing to do with like, it could just be like a series of stories, which honestly just appears to be just random happenings in a post-apocalyptic cannibal delicatessen. Fine. I accept that reality. And I think that's what that move, the movie does is it almost because that, that first scene, you accept reality so quickly in this movie that you're just like, all right, whatever you got left, I'm on board. Like, I don't care what it is. It's, it's a strangely counterintuitive thing that is really hard to pull off in film, which is life is messy and meaningless. Yes. Right? Our day-to-day -day lives are not these streamlined. We don't have our act one. We don't know when the mentor is coming, all this shit that you see in movies. Our lives are never like that. And it's counterintuitive, especially in the, you know, the rise of us watching just people on TikTok and all this. Like, we love just human watching. Mm -hmm. It's It's so rare though that a movie is so and i think that's the weird thing as it is this surreal collection of insanely interesting characters right which most of us and our neighbors are not that interested <laughs> there is something that feels real about like just the guy having the australian like you're like it's too weird they're like all right this is a clune who's like really built himself on being weird right fine and the chaotic, messy nature that none of the characters seem to know what's going on. And 
are just kind of going with it. We don't need know what's going on. There's a, a the it's a it's. <laughs> I feel like I'm fucking insane talking about this, but it's one of those films where the weird chaos of this building almost makes it feel more real because that's how life it's it's interesting in very few movies have ever pulled this off where i think i could make this argument but again think about your life you know everything in your life is just random happenstance and chaos right and this movie captures that pretty fucking well yeah the way that i would always say like because there's no way you can to me there's no way you can properly describe this movie to someone like okay so here let me let me take a shot, right? So I again I mentioned I saw Lamb, right? Right. Lamb is one of those movies that I love because only people in other countries besides America can make that movie. Mm-hmm. It is marketed as an A twenty four horror film, right? And they definitely milk every single <laughs> every single bit of horror imagery, well yeah, to let you know like this is an A twenty four horror film. That is not what that fucking movie is. And it is, they are so unconcerned with us getting an American style, you know, horror story. Right. And they take their time to just sit in life and just show you shit that happens in our lives. Mm -hmm. Even though it feels like we should be pursuing this really fucked up and scary thing at the core of the movie. That's an analog to what this is doing, right? Is that it's stopping to just show you people living their lives. And again, something like, and this is where the style you think would get in the way, but doesn't. The style is used to just ninja sharp effect, right? Like just a ninja assassin, like a sword that just beheads you in the silent whisper. Right. The shots of them diving into pipes and holes in the wall that just shows you how interconnected these people are and that these secrets aren't going to be kept and it's all going to come pouring out. I was like, that's just a brilliant setup right now i don't know i it's again perhaps it's so crazy that we are trying to just tie everything together nicer than it is but i don't even care if it's messy man messy is real but and i think that's like to me walking away from delicatessen for me like because you know on the whenever we do movies like this whenever we talk about movies in general we have to do at least like we have to go through this for like 40 minutes trying to figure out exactly like 40 to an hour, sometimes longer, just trying to figure out how we feel about a movie, how to describe it. Like there is no elevator pitch for this movie, but this is what I'd say. <laughs> there is one, but it's not what you're going to get. Exactly. But this is what I'd say <laughs> when someone asked me, what is delicatessen about? I'm like, I can't tell you really what it's about. You kind of have to watch. But like, what I would say is like, imagine if I walked out of Willy Wonka's chocolate factory and described what happened in there, you would not fucking believe me. Oh yeah. It would sound That's absolutely another one absurd. Of those, yeah. It would make no sense at all. And you would just be like, this sounds like bullshit. And I'd be like, you just kind of got to be in there to see it. That's exactly <laughs> how I would describe delicatessen. Oh dude, the butcher would hire us as handymen immediately. <laughs> I am probably, I probably am at least three clowns worth of meat. So I would get hired. I'm at least three and a half for sure. Yeah. I, I, my rotund body is the golden ticket to get into this. I'd say not quite. I'm not quite sinewy enough. I think I'd probably like, I'd be a good like base. (laughs) You're worried a little too much fat on our, we're bad cuts. We're bad. cuts. (laughs) He's going to have to use his artisan effects. Yes. Uh, Yeah. I think it's, 
it's funny because again, I I come back to that that poor lady who keeps just trying to kill herself because she can't stand that. <laughs> Why is that she's funny? Hearing, but, I should not be laughing. Because the movie plays it comedically, right? There yeah. there is an absurdity and and a. I don't know if it's even nihil. It's it, you can't say it's nihilism because the movie does care that these people have found joy. Yeah. Right. There's the scene when everything's flooding and they're trying to murder each other like mob like now. Mm-hmm. People are get like a troglodyte's been shot and killed. Right. Um, troglodyte Porkins, whatever his name is. Right. He Winnie the Pooh's in the thing and he gets, you know, his X-wing gun down. Right. Right. R.I.P. A lot of bad stuff is happening. But amongst that rain and the old man with the frogs is maybe making a pass at that lady that he shouldn't uh the mailman has already tried an attempted rape a lot there's a lot of bad a shit lot happening of attempted rape on the and what do they side. stop to show those two kids dancing in the puddle and so there is a strange mix of none of this matters and also these small moments of joy matter an enormous amount right the end of the film is like the sky seems to maybe be clearing right the will it ever grow back or won't it right are the winds changing? Is everyone going to get it? Or can we be humans, right? The big city's bad. It's, you know, okay, we'll keep being bad. It's just kind of, you know, the kids pretending to play along with them with little umbrellas and a chair, like, you know, as the sun's trying to poke through. Yeah. And I feel like that final image mattered a lot to me. And I think the movie's kind of trying to say that it does matter and to keep going, but it's kind of hard to take that away. <laughs> You know, again, I think that's the this is a movie where I should not feel anything right where it's like, let us dazzle you with fun and style. But that lady. Right. I spent a lot of time wondering. So twice, at least we see that lady try to kill herself. Right. Right. Once where the guy who wants to come down and be her lover, she's like, just ring the bell really hard. Right. This kind of nipple esque bell really, you know, get in there and tweak it. Yeah. So that. The sewing machine will throw a lamp in with me to be murdered. Right. Right as he does it, nails the fucking spring of the bed, right? The cord unplugs right as it falls in with her. Huh. And she has this befuddled look on her face, right? Well, now what the fuck do I do? (laughs) Same thing, right? She's got her noose and her shotgun. And, you know, the husband who doesn't care about her, it seems like, opens the door, shotgun blows the rope down. She falls, spits out her sleeping pills. And there's that is such a, a strangely tragic character to find at the core of this, because this is a woman we know is willingly eating human beings, mm-hmm. seemingly has two men that are in love with her. And that might not mean much in the time we're in. Right. Maybe they've just kind of like idolized her. And so neither of them truly love her. But that's what I mean. It's like that's an awful lot of thought I've had to put in. Like, she's the one character, honestly, since the movie ended, I keep coming back to thinking about. And I was like, she's just tucked in there as such a small bit of minutia. And I I think that would be my case study and why this movie is superior to a lot of its counterpoints. Is that's a really kind of strong and powerful thing to put in the middle of this movie? I don't know that they pay it off with any kind of satisfactory examination but again interest this movie always defaults to interest it's just interesting (laughs) i think that's like yeah it's the summary judgment of any movie of its ilk but this one particularly which is just it's interesting and that's why in its absurdity without any knowledge of really what's like 
you get the tangential idea of what's happening throughout the movies. Like people eating people, people want to kill people, people want to live their lives. That's yeah. all you really need to know because that's exactly the ride we're on. So at the end of the day, Delicatessen does exactly as it's promised at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. And we're all the better for it. Yeah. And we see the building ripping apart, right? Yeah. The troglodytes went out because they honor contract. They actually do have some honor. This couple found love. So there are these, you know, things worth fighting for, right? In a world that has nothing left. And it's just, it's, it's really beautiful, man. I, <laughs> it's true. I, I, I don't know. There was that weird scene too, where uh, he's about to be on TV and he's like, let me show you an act. And she uh, walks. I forget the at lead actor's name. He's fucking wonderful. He comes back in alien resurrection. Dominic Pinon. Oh, he's so fucking good, man. Like just a brilliant actor. He's great. Um, totally captivating. Every moment he's on screen. Wonderful fucking actor. And I was like, that's the weirdest thing. That's another weird thing in the middle of this movie of just this hall of oddities. Is she walks in and finds him with the woman that everyone knows her dad is plowing for, right? There's an exchange of meats happening with these two. Uh, <laughs> and she walks in on them playing ukulele and he has a third leg. And her immediate thought is, this is sexual and I don't like it. I'm out. You're a cheater. And I was like, that would be, I wonder what would happen if Amy walked in on me with my dad's wife. And saw me with three legs in my ukulele and was like, what would her reaction be? I assume it ended up in the same place. I don't know what this is. I don't like it. And I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> that scene made me laugh. I was like, you see the dead monkey suit. Like there's red flags galore. You love this man. You love this man. He's not trying to, you know, swap meats with your, your dad's partner. Come on. I, <laughs> I mean, it's one of those films where it truly is just a toss up. It, it's you just throw the Scrabble bag out, glean what you can, enjoy the shit enjoy out of it. Enjoy the ride. Yeah. I don't know if this was an academic dissection uh, of the, the body that is. Well, we're very academic on the show. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, we're pretty rich now, so we may have been phoning it in at the end. I'd, from Thank you for witty, your Patreon money. Yeah, that witty repartee, those. Those, beep, 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 those awesome jokes in the middle guys i i hope this was interesting for you uh i fucking adore this movie it's one of those movies the way i would honestly try to pitch you guys if you made it this far and haven't watched delicatessen there are very few movies that are truly memorable in life i think delicatessen is this wonderful blend of the absurd and filmmaking craft that you really are walking in the fog and it becomes this insanely memorable and not mean spirited cannibal apocalypse movie, right? It always is not what you think. And it always soars over the expectations of what you would expect. So I, I don't know. I, I love this movie. I hope we have done it justice. I mean, it couldn't put it better. Honestly, it's just, it's what you make of it. You got to watch it. You gotta watch it. All right. That's enough for Delicatessen. That's almost enough for our four-course meal of man. Uh, so what we're going to do now, our four-course meal of man ends in ravenous, as selected 
by our Patreon. So, guys, if you want to get in on this fun voting system we've got, go on over to patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod for as little as a dollar a month you guys can join. I assure you every dollar means the world to us. If you want to donate more, you get to actually select the movies that you want us to discuss in a Patreon-exclusive library. Even at a dollar, you get to start helping us pick what movies we do. So all of you can help craft this into the show you want. Uh, We thank you all so much. It does mean the world to us that you guys support us. Thank you. The YouTube is Film Alchemist. Make sure to subscribe over there. The email is filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. We're very easy to get a hold of. We're on all the socials and appreciate the hell out of you guys leaving us five-star rating and reviews wherever you Truly. find the show. Love you. And sharing us on your socials with your friends, guys. That costs nothing but a couple seconds, and it really, really helps and means the world to us. So we'll be back with uh, our final dessert. Oh, man. Ravenous. Uh, Gross. So for the film. Yeah. Little gamey for my. They should be a little more portly like me and Stop. Alex. Then they'll taste. Stop great. the words. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to get out of here. Bye.